Romans 8.15 says, You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Welcome to Spirit of Adoption Radio, where we soar above all the darkness of this world and see things in the light of God's eternal perspective. Now, here's your hosts, Kevin and Tabitha Lavelle. Everybody, shalom. We're so thankful and blessed that you would choose to join us today for episode number 77 of Spirit of Adoption Radio. I'm Kevin, and with me as always is my dear wife, Tabitha. How are you today, Svia? I'm doing great. Blessed and thankful to be here. Does this song bring back memories? Yes, definitely. Are you remembering our brethren in North Korea? Mm, Yes. That he is able? Mm. That the Lord is able to do for them what they cannot do for themselves? Yes. And He's doing it. Amen. Mm. Mm. Our God is able. Yes. Amen. I remember just having our hearts so connected with them that. Mm. We went through a couple years of prayer meetings on right. specifically on Wednesdays, and right. the Lord was just really drawing us into deep times of prayer and fasting for our brethren in North Korea. And it was really, really precious. It sure was. Like, yeah. I don't know of very many things I can compare it to in my spiritual walk, but it was an intense few uh, years of praying specifically for these brethren in North Korea that we had heard about. And in the prayer meetings, I remember how God would give us a prayer burden for these people that we never met. We had no name or face to put to this, but we believed God was really birthing things through prayer in that time in our hearts with compassion and moving us. And prayers that we were praying, I would feel like, They were so specific that I felt like God was showing us things that were happening in North Korea to pray for. That's right. 
He was moving us to be a part of what was going on there. Yeah. He calls us to be intercessors. Mm, Yes. To remember our brethren in chains as if chained with them. And there are times that the Lord will literally chain you to a specific group of people. Yeah. And it's like he was chaining us with our brethren in North Korea. Yeah, for sure. And that was a season. Mm. And there's a season, you know, that the Lord might draw you into a special time of prayer for a certain people group. Yeah. But now the Lord is stirring my heart again for the brethren Mm. in North Korea. Yeah. The spirit's like the wind. Yes. Right? Mm. So the wind might change. He might move you to pray for your brethren in Indonesia or, you know, some other area of the world. Yeah. But the wind has filled my sails towards North Korea at the moment. Mm. And so today on this show, we want to remember our precious brothers and sisters in North Korea. That's right. But that song at the beginning... You remember Mm, that song? Yes, God is able. God is able. That song, every time I hear it, it reminds me of how the Lord sent me to Korea. Right. Right? South Korea. South Korea, of course. South Korea. (laughs) Of course, not North Korea, but... um, I would have went if I could get in. I know. And we got to then, after that, go as a family together, Mm -hmm. like pretty soon after he went. But God was just giving us more and more a heart for this people and to continue deepening our prayers, but not just praying about them, actually getting to meet them. Like, that was so cool. Yeah, he's able. Mm. The Lord is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, beyond all that you ask or think. Yes, amen. And so that song in Korean at the beginning, they're singing this song, God is able. God is able, he will never fail. He is almighty God, greater than all we seek, greater than all we ask. He has done great things. Mm. Lifted up, he defeated the grave, raised to life. Our God is able. In his name, we overcome, for the Lord our God is able. Mm. And I just think of the people of North Korea. Yeah. So, as the Lord was stirring my heart the last couple days Mm. for North Korea again, I started to look for some more testimonies of what's going on there. Mm. So, I put together something that I'm going to play of some testimonies, powerful. Mm. And the Lord had me do some voiceovers on top of it to translate it mm-hmm. into English yeah. so we can understand what's being said in Korean. Yeah. But just this morning, I got an email from our dear brother in South Korea who gets Bibles into North Korea, mm. sent an email sharing about updates of what's going on in North Korea just wow. this morning. It was wow. so, I mean, that's the Lord. That's amazing. And there was an article in there about a new sister who had escaped from North Korea And she's sharing a testimony in this article of how in North Korea, she lived next door to a house that the government said it was a Jesus freak house Mm, and it was condemned and how they were making them an example. Mm. But they said it was a Jesus freak house and she didn't know what a Jesus freak was until she came to know Jesus. Now she's a Jesus freak. Amen. (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. So let's all be Jesus freaks like our brethren in North Korea. Amen. Mm, Amen. So I put together these three testimonies and they're going to be kind of like a compilation. Mm. And I did a voiceover on two of them so we can understand what's being said. The last one is in English Mm. and it's going to have a little Selah. So Mm. you can kind of meditate on that for for a moment, maybe 10 seconds or so. And then it's going to go into the next one. Yeah. But the first one focuses on a sister in North Korea. And these are all true testimonies, okay? Mm. And she and her family and other Christians have been banished to a part of North Korea where they're cut off. 
They had to just fend for themselves. Mm. But they're outside of prison. They're still serving the Lord outside of prison. Okay. And so that's the first one. The second one focuses on a sister who's in prison and what life is like in the prison camps in North Korea. Wow. And the third one focuses on a sister who was also in prison, serving the Lord in prison camp, who actually survived and made it out. So those are the three testimonies. Amen. So we're going to listen to those right now. Amen. Dear brother, we are well and at peace through the grace of Jesus Christ and your prayers. I'm overwhelmed as I write this to you because we have received gifts from you that we can never fully repay. When our Bible was found, it was immediately destroyed. And because we are Christians, we were exiled to a remote village with no chance of ever leaving. Work here is hard. Rations are limited. We are always hungry or sick. We need to forage to survive. But every morning, when I open my eyes, I feel the presence of Hananim, the Lord, and thank our Father God that I am still strong enough to be used as His servant. Man does not live on bread alone but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Even though it was difficult, I recently was able to cross the border into China. There, I met other Christians. They gave me food, medicine, and by the grace of God, a new Bible. I was offered a place to stay in China. It would have meant freedom. But I could not abandon my family and church, however small it may be. From your perspective, brother, our suffering must appear as though we live a cursed life. However, we see it as a blessing because it is a shortcut to the Father. But yet, brother, I have one more request. That you send our gratitude to those who continue to pray for us. In return, we'll stay healthy. And continue to spread the gospel throughout North Korea. Your sister in Christ.
The first thing they take from you is your name. You're no longer human. You become a number. I will be treated and worked like an animal. Until I die. And I'm dragged out and left to rot like an animal. But... I still have hope. Escaping to China, I thought I had found freedom. At the safe house, Christians cared for me and prayed with me. But I was caught, sent back to North Korea, and imprisoned. They stripped me of everything and searched every part of me. When they were through, I was left with the clothes of a previous prisoner to wear. The relentless interrogations. and the beatings. For any reason. And no reason at all. If I admit that Chinese Christians helped me and that I decided to follow Jesus, I will be killed for certain, quickly or slowly. The cell is hot in the day and cold at night. The food is not enough to live on. But I'm not alone. The prison is not silent. One day they will call for prisoner 42 and I won't respond. I will have died here. Then my clothes and my number will pass to the next prisoner 42. All I can do is pray in my heart, never out loud. With tears, my heart longs for my father in this prison. Father, please accept your daughter. Please protect me in your mountain fortress and under your shield. 
Take me under your wings of peace. It wasn't long ago that I had the privilege of spending some time with a, a remarkable lady called Hei Wu. She's North Korean, 70 years old, and hands down, one of the most energetic people I've ever met. But Hei Wu's life has been full of trauma. In 1997, in the midst of a great famine in North Korea, Haywoo's daughter, in her mid-twenties, starved to death in her own home. Haywoo's husband escaped to China. He found God. But sadly, he was caught by the secret police. And six months later, he died in a North Korean prison camp. Heiwu said to me, I was shocked to hear that my husband had become a Christian. But instinctively, I knew that he had found the truth. It wasn't too long after this that Heiwu herself escaped to China and, like her husband, through a series of events, became a Christian. And as she spent time thinking back over her faith, she came to the realisation that her mother, who had died a few years ago, had been a secret believer. And she said to me that one of the deepest regrets of my life was that I was never able to share my faith with my mum. A few years after this, Heiwoo was caught by the secret police. She was repatriated to North Korea and placed into a prison camp. As she told me this story, she said to me, I was lucky. I was only sentenced to a few years, despite the fact that I was Christian. As I spent time talking with Heiwoo about life in these prisons, and she told me stories of death so rampant that bodies would lay on the ground for three or four days without being cleaned up. Stories of mental and physical abuse that would make you sick to the pit of your stomach. 
I couldn't help but wonder what is it about people like Hey Wu that that makes them risk everything for the privilege of being in a relationship with Jesus. But more than that, what would I risk for the same privilege? You see, in the middle of one of the darkest places on earth, Heiwu chooses to do something so radical, so dangerous, and so Christ-like. She said to me that in the middle of this prison, God gave her a heart to evangelize, a heart to tell my fellow prisoners about Jesus. And so right here in the middle of a North Korean labor camp, a secret fellowship, a secret church begins. I asked Hei Wu to tell me more about this church, more about what it looked like. And she said to me, I didn't have a Bible and I knew very little, but but I would share with them the verses that I knew. We would meet in the pit toilets, the most horrible place within the camp, a place where guards would not even go because of the smell. And she said, as we met there, we would pray and we would recite Bible verses and we would sing hymns of worship and praise to God. It's absolutely incredible. You know, I was recently asked one of those questions. It stays with you for weeks. One of those questions that kind of reverberates around your mind and captures your every thought. You see, someone asked me, if Jesus Christ walked the earth today, would you follow him? You see, Jesus Christ was radical. The way he spoke, the way he taught, every single thing he did was radical, but absolutely incredible. You know, this idea of this smiling, happy Jesus that kind of, he gives you everything, but calls you to nothing. It just doesn't sit right. It's stories like Hei Wu and, and other people who are regularly persecuted for their faith that brings a perspective unlike anything else. People who obediently, selflessly and courageously follow Jesus. Hei Wu had a church in a place so putrid that no one dare go near them inside a prison where if caught you would be tortured and killed without exception what's your response to that you see we serve Jesus Christ the saviour of the world and a radical and our response to that should be to uncompromisingly unashamedly and passionately follow him whatever the cost.
Wow. Mm. That convicted me. Yeah, me too. What's your response to that? Mm. It's so powerful just thinking about like the words that he said, you know, he said, what would I risk? Mm. Hey, Wu, true disciple of Jesus Christ. Yes. So she's evangelizing Mm. in the prison camp. What's your response to that? I just can't imagine the zeal that she would have to do that. You know, like the Holy Spirit in her is giving her this zeal Mm -hmm. because you wouldn't naturally risk your life like that. The love in her for Jesus is greater Mm -hmm. than the fear of dying in that place. She didn't care because this love in her, this perfect love in her was casting out all that fear Mm. in order to do that. I just think of that pit, Mm. right, that she went down into and how Corey Ten Boom She went into a pit too, in the concentration camp in Nazi Germany. Mm -hmm. And she said, there is no pit so deep that his love is not deeper still. Mm. Wow. You see, it's the same spirit with Corey and with Hey Wu, Mm. total different countries, same Holy Spirit of God. Mm. Yeah. And the fruit of the spirit is what? Love. Love. Above all things. That's right. Love. So she can go down into that pit, Mm. that rotten, putrid diseased pit Mm. and she's an aroma of life wow that's a picture of our life the lord redeemed us out of that yeah paul said that his life before was like a dung hill Mm. he counts it all loss it was like a giant hill of dung that's what paul said his life was like yeah so just think about that and i just think how the bible says that our prayers in the book of revelation are like incense that rise to the throne of god Mm. and it said They were praying inside the bathroom there. The guards won't even go in there. Yeah. This is not a Marriott hotel that is being cleaned every day. Mm. You know? We got a little taste of something similar Mm. today. Even just today. Just today. But similar, but not. Not. Yeah. yeah. But for us. For us. It was very uh, (laughs) impactful. Yeah. Because here we are. The Lord's stirring our heart for our brethren in North Korea. He puts together these these three testimonies. Mm. And this one here. Of Hey Wu. Yeah. And then we have this experience right in our studio where we record. Exactly. Just today, these testimonies were really working on, on our hearts like all day long. And then we came in here to record in the studio yeah. and there's the smell. And I'm thinking, what is that, honey? And I'm looking at Kevin and he's like, well, it's really clean in here. This place is spick and span. There's nothing that it could be from, really, I don't think. And so we start looking around and then we realize we have a little freezer here that we keep some extra meats in, in the studio. There was a lot of meat in there. <laughs> and yeah, there was a lot in there. Yeah. And we had a power outage several days ago. That's right. Probably a week ago, maybe. And we didn't realize that it had lost power in the refrigerator and freezer here. Yeah, somehow a breaker flipped and uh, it went off. It went or off. maybe the Lord wanted us to have this experience and just flip that breaker off because it was the only one, the fridge, yeah. the fridge, freezer, only one. All the other breakers were on. Right. And it was putrid, putrid rotten, oh, stench. Awful. But nothing compared to what our sister was in in right. North Korea. Mm. Nothing compared nothing. to that. Yeah. And we just started thinking about that testimony about her being by the toilets and how they're worshiping and having their church meetings by the toilets and the the nasty toilets that the guards won't even go to see. Yeah. And just think about that, you know? 
That's amazing grace. It is. That's upon them. Would we be worshiping if that was the only place we had to meet? Would we still be worshiping God there? Or would people maybe be not feeling well that day and not come? Or, mm. you know, it's like, it's such a challenge to me. Because, I mean, yeah. I couldn't hardly stand that smell for five minutes. We're getting everything bagged up and I've got gloves on and I've got sanitizing and I'm like all full force cleaning mode with all my gloves. But what were you thinking about? But I was thinking about them and by the toilets. That's what I was thinking of and just how they're worshiping the Lord. And so the Lord put a song in my heart and he reminded Mm. me of a poem that I wrote for the brethren in North Korea Mm. back when we were really praying for them. And it's the last line of the poem. It says, would my faith die out if I were in your shoes? Would I count it all joy to fall into trial with you? And that's the last line of the poem. But that line was running through my mind. Like, as we go through these little trials, we can actually be entering in to prayer for our brethren. That's right. Who are going through worse things than we are. Amen. You know, and this morning, right. even after I listened to it, I wasn't—I was not feeling well, and this was really off for me because usually I'm feeling pretty good. Mm-hmm. And this morning, I was having this really off day, and I was feeling kind of bad. And then I just was driven to get on my knees and just pray for these people in North Korea right now who are suffering worse things than I'm suffering with no yeah. medicine and no, you know, toiletries yeah, like yeah. we have. Like our sister said, they're banished off to a part of the country where. They're just constantly sick yeah, and hungry mm. and foraging. Right. You know? Can you imagine? You were thinking of her, huh? I was thinking of this. But and yet she escapes to China. Yeah. And she comes back. She goes back. It's like, would we go back? Come on. To fellowship with our believers, our fellow little believers in or this. Or for the, for the multitudes in North Korea who don't know the Savior yet. The sinners that need help. You know? You know? Yeah. It's so challenging and, and just fills my heart because, Mm. you know, you can think of some people in situations and I think the temptation in our little Western mind Mm. is that we could get angry with God if we're put into a trial. You know, it's a temptation. It's real. For some of us, it's like, oh, this happened to me. So I'm going to be angry with God now because this happened to me. No, reject that. That's such a lie because these people are willing to go back to that. Yeah terrible, terrible pit of toilets. Yeah, don't be angry with God. Be thankful that he saved you out of the pit. Yes. Our life was in the pit. Mm. Yes, it was. He redeemed us out Mm. of the horrible pit. Mm. And he put a new song in us. Mm. And so he truly is greater in us. We see in our brethren in North Korea, he's truly greater in us Mm. than anything outside of us. He truly is. Yes. And so... I just ask everyone listening to pray. Please pray for our brothers and sisters in North Korea. Please mm, yes. join with them. If you smell something rotten or have some experience of pain or something like that, think of the brothers and sisters in North Korea mm. this week Yeah, and pray for them. Right. Pray for them and pray for their prison guards mm. and for the multitudes that are under a spell in North Korea because mm. they're really under a spell. Yeah. And they're worshiping a false god. And so I believe the harvest is ripe mm, in North yes, Korea. It is. But the laborers are few. Mm. And so we need to join with them, labor with them, that there would be a revival in North Korea. Yes. In the Amen. prison camps, 
that there'd be just so many people saved in the prison camps, even the prison guards, that they wouldn't even be able to continue working. Mm. Hallelujah. By faith, I can see it. And just know. And Kim Jong-un gets (laughs) saved. Yes. And he turns the whole country to Jesus Christ. Mm. Wow. That's amazing. By faith. Can you see it? Yes, I can. And, you know, our prayers can go places that we could never go. Amen. And when we, by the Holy Spirit, enter in through prayer to what our brethren are going through, it's amazing what God will do in your heart concerning your own circumstance, you know? Amen. It's just so beautiful. Amen. Psalm 116, verse 15 says this, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Mm. Precious. Wow. Amen. And, you know, it makes me think about not just dying finally, but dying daily. That's right. In our lives. Then we will be ready to die for the Lord. Mm. Amen. Amen. And remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. He has everything under control. So look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Amen. 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 May the Lord bless you as you pray for your brethren in North Korea this week. Maranatha. Thanks for listening to Spirit of Adoption Radio. You can reach us through our website, adoptionairfare.com. Also, please subscribe and leave us a review on the listening platform of your choice. Lord willing, we'll see you next time. Maranatha. 